Incredible, and we're all here. It's wild how we don't say hello to the to the podcast no, listener. No, we just start but, talking. Yeah, I I I like I actually like that. If you're a listener of this podcast, we're not pretending like we haven't been chatting for what has now been twenty five minutes yeah. before we started the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> like I like how we're not lying to our audience about that. You know, we're friends yeah. and you're late, essentially. <laughs> and not fashionably. Oh, I wrote something really funny in my notes. I, I clicked on my notes and it came up as the wrong notes and I can't remember what it was. Oh, that was that. This won't make any anyone laugh. Uh, this won't make anyone laugh. Perfect. But there is a harpist who was the royal harpist who like her brand is like the girl with the golden harp. And I was like, what if I got a golden harp? And then <laughs> I could be the girl with the golden harp instead of the bitch with the brown harp. <laughs> Thank you. Anyway, season three, episode, episode 12, 12. Macroism. Macro <laughs> macrocosm is it macrocosm no Macro. yeah yeah what? macrosum macro crow <laughs> crow the crowing i'm gonna look this up anyway it's, it's macrocosm it's macrocosm. macrocosm okay there's no i though cosm Cos- yeah there's cosm. there's no i in macrocosm yeah. Anyway, I have two opening tangents. Welcome. Go for it. First and foremost, there is a Janeway statue that they just unveiled, unveiled this week in Bloomington, Indiana. Yes. Okay. Great. Uh, truly, a truly a chilling incitement, not only of um, the United States' inability to recognize real women, uh, <laughs> but also... <laughs> The yes. fact that there is absolutely no culture there and <laughs> they unveil statues to television shows from the 90s. So <laughs> That is pretty wild. Is is the character Janeway from Bloomington, it's Indiana? Janeway. Yes, she's from Indiana. Famously she messages she she messages. She <laughs> says in this I I I live in a I live in a husk now. She says in this episode, summers in Indiana were equally as humid. I, I clearly just like didn't take in where where it was. I um I only noticed because I was like, where is she from? And then apparently Bloomington, Indiana, one of um Indiana's most promising daughters, you know? Yeah, yeah, fictional. Prized a prized daughter of Indiana. I um, considered doing a master's degree in Indiana, but I didn't. Why? Um, good question. It, I truly, I don't know. I had to go through, this is a weird tangent, but it's short. I had to go through my calendar for the last 10 years because I had to try, I, I'm not even sure this information is necessary, but I was, it was recommended. You had to go through your calendar and I'm, I'm I, I'm cutting the segue bit so we don't get bogged down in the details. 
Yeah. So what I was saying was actually part of what I was. I, I'm. Oh. Uh, I, so the the information. I love I was, interrupting you because I am a chaotic co-host and I'm also very rude. <laughs> I'm. Anyway, back to me. <laughs> no, I'm going to finish the story. Uh, I'm finish, currently finish. making an immigration application, and I had to go through my calendar for the last ten years to uh, to work out when I was in and out of the country. In uh, <laughs> in doing so, I found out that I had written in my calendar the deadlines for a whole bunch of law school applications <laughs> at a period of my life when it really wouldn't make any sense for me to go to law school. <laughs> I just thought law school. God, I really I this I am just a mess of a person, and I always have been, and I never know what I want to do or what is a good choice. And uh, I don't think I ever actually applied to any of those law schools. So can you imagine me, a lawyer? (laughs) I feel like you would be the Guy Branham of this podcast, though. (laughs) I mean, I truly, there is no one I would rather be than Guy Branham. I'm going to check the front door. Hold on. Oh. Oh, this rarely happens. Hold on. Hold your hand, Kenny, up so slowly. (laughs) 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 I'm trapped. This happens so rarely. Usually I leave. So this is the place where I should say, oh, Sam Hickman is one of my greatest friends, and I'm so grateful to have her friendship. And those things are true, but she did just interrupt me in a very annoying way, so I'm in a mood. A it wasn't a parcel. <laughs> I'm just, I'm, let me get back. I'm, I truly am. Welcome back. Did you finish your story? Yes. I am sorry for interrupting you on your story. I it's thought okay. you were going to get real bogged no, down I, I in what see, to say, what not to I say see what of, you, of it all. I see what you thought was going on. Um, I I am famously I'm hungover. Right. <laughs> After your two glasses of wine. Yeah, I don't recognize myself anymore. I have no alcohol tolerance left, and uh, I'm very tired. But anyway, so back to you, Sam. What was uh, What were you talking about? Oh, nothing important. Anyway, have you seen the Species movies? This is no, part I have two not. of the... Ugh, have you heard about them? Uh, not, not really. Okay, they are a series of movies, a saga, if you will, the <laughs> twilight of the late 90s, early 2000s. Okay. I have watched two and a half of them. There are four. Okay. Um, I truly... Okay, so the the... The the plot of the the premise is that aliens sent alien DNA to combine with human DNA so that you get like a, a human alien hybrid. And so in the first movie, which is like a big budget movie for no good goddamn reason, I was truly like watching it being like, wait, they have two helicopters in this scene just flying around. Ben Kingsley is in the first one. Um, essentially, they make a lady who is um, as a young person. A young Michelle Williams, you know, from Fosse Vernon, who then becomes a supermodel after going into a cocoon. A cocoon. A cocoon. Um, so essentially this alien hybrid escapes and all her goal for this whole movie is just to fuck. That's the whole goal. That's her whole goal. And we spend an hour and a half watching this lady try and fuck in godless Los Angeles in 1997. <laughs> And for some reason, she cannot manage it. Okay. It's incredible. Forrest, the, the, the piece de resistance of this whole thing is Forrest Whitaker is in it. 
being an empath. Oh. Which in this movie means psychic. He's like, he he walks into rooms and he's like, she's been here. She's scared. (laughs) There was a lot of that in the 90s. It's phenomenal. It's phenomenal. The second movie is, um, is essentially kind of the same thing, but like with a man. And it's, it's honestly a riot, a laugh riot. Loved it. But, uh, this is my impression of the director of both movies. Um, Ooh, boobies. Because <laughs> they love showing a, a woman's full tits, no matter whom she may be. Anyway, um, the fourth movie, because they do not have the third on Netflix, the fourth movie is a sci-fi channel original. And so everything kind of looks like old meat. It's kind of it's kind of <laughs> gray and, and upsetting. Um, oh, no. And, and that's the species movies. That's the the movies I watched this week. I did not finish the set, the the fourth and final installment, but uh, well, um, was that interesting? Yeah, no, right? no, it was. It was. I I'm just like I think I had a really incorrect idea in my head of what the species movies were. I think I thought that Ben they had... Kingsley is is in it. I don't know who that is, but um, he he was Gandhi. <laughs> Yes. Okay. I I think I famously Gandhi. Okay. You know Gandhi. I I know. I have heard of Gandhi. I've not seen the film. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a single other movie Ben Kingsley was in. It's like British. Yeah. And bold. Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah, because you texted me last night and I didn't see it uh, until this morning. Uh, that um that this episode of Voyager was scary, but not as scary as the species movies. Not as scary. They were spooky scary. <laughs> well, it's... I'm in my I'm in my Halloween element. Yeah, I was gonna say it's as in, are you in our time zone. <laughs> uh, it's still the time of year for spookiness, but uh, this is gonna come out in a month. So, <laughs> oh my goodness, the world will be a different place. Oh, God. No, it won't. <laughs> Sorry. No, it won't. <laughs> Honestly, I did watch Aaron Brockovich famously, and then I was actually alarmed when it turned out, like, happy in the end. Yeah. And I had to double check that that wasn't just, like, a Hollywood ending that they wrote for it. Yeah, things used to actually turn out okay sometimes, didn't no, they? No, everything's bad. Everything's <laughs> bad now. <laughs> everything's terrible. <sighs> anyway. Um... Anyway. A jarring start this episode. Neelix is talking to someone who's doing interpretive dance on, on the shuttle. <laughs> I don't like the Tac Tac. <laughs> they are one of I, I remembered I didn't remember anything else about this episode. I just remembered how much I hated this tiny B plot about the Tac Tac. A really weird uh alien species who have like face chains. I don't know how to describe that. We'll talk about that in legs. Like, um, it, it's like um, an apple pie crust before it's baked. Yeah, going from the top to the <laughs> yeah. bottom. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, and then um, I now just... from the top, make it drop. That's a short crust pastry. <laughs> um, yes, yes, it is. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I just, I just don't enjoy. The... I don't like this because it, it gives Neelix a raison d'être. <laughs> yeah. I don't like that Neelix was better at something than Janeway was. It just annoys me. But that's very much not the point of this episode. Yeah. But, you know, Neelix is being helpful. Janeway questions multiculturalism. It's very awkward. <laughs> and, and then the, uh, yeah. 
Janeway, yeah. Janeway says Neelix has a genuine flair for diplomacy, which annoys oh. me. Truly. Anyway, um, what's your favorite gesture? The TikTok has like a, they're like gesture queens. <laughs> the TikTok. So what's your favorite gesture? Uh, you know, you know me always with the peace signs up by my face. Like the kids. Oh. What's your favorite gesture? I thought you were going to fall for my trap again and be like, and I'd be like, oh my God, you can't do that. That's so <laughs> offensive, Kat. I mean, you could still do that. <laughs> I thought you were going to be like, you can still do that. No one can see us. <laughs> I feel like I'm sensing a lot of negativity from you today. I'm in such a bad you're mood. I'm so, so sorry. <laughs> you're so moody and hungover. And I'm like, I'm truly like just waking up. My little eyes are like open only so slightly. And I'm, and I'm, I'm a delicate, fragile creature. And so <laughs> I'm are you. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, anyway, I'm in a really bad that. mood. Are you okay? Yeah, yeah, I, I'm Just fine. Be funny with your hangover. <laughs> I had a really, a really complicated dream that I don't, I don't remember any part of the dream except that I was buying ice cream at a Tesco, and then I realized that the ice cream I'd taken out was a halo top, <laughs> but I couldn't put it back because Corona. I mean, like, I you can't. I'm not saying that you can't ever pick something up at a grocery store and then put it back. But I just in the dream, I was like, I can't put this back now because I've contaminated it. And then, and then I was like, oh, I don't want Halo Top. And in the dream, I thought, there's just no way that diet ice cream doesn't give you diarrhea. But I've never tried it, so I don't know if that's true. <laughs> Should that be our thing that we try this week? Halo top, yeah, to as like a as like homework, and then we report back next episode. Um, I don't, I don't really want to eat Halo top. It's expensive, and it doesn't sound good. I also don't think I would want like an entire thing. No, I that I am very like on the fence about. Here's a, an extremely controversial statement from Cat Deerfield. <gasps> I, I love them. I don't. We love to hear it. I don't like love ice cream. Like, I like very specific types of ice cream. But if given a choice between vanilla ice cream and literally anything else, I would, I would very, I would not choose the vanilla. I would usually choose no pudding over, no dessert over, over vanilla ice cream. I don't, it just tastes like milk to me. I don't really like it. So the idea of like, diet ice cream it's just like i cannot see a reason that i would ever eat that (laughs) this is just for our musical theater audience will wonders never cease will wonders never cease there you go that's a little a little tidbit for the girls who'll be like vanilla ice cream thank you sam i wish i understood but i never did I... i never did get that um uh what's it called the Broadway 24-7 or Broadway Unleashed or whatever the fuck it's called. <laughs> Broadway HD. Yeah, Broadway HD. <laughs> I don't think you're missing anything. I I just I feel like I need to brush up on my musical theater knowledge. and uh, You don't need to. Nobody needs anything. Have we talked if about... If we've learned... Sorry. Yes. Well, if we we've learned... About... <laughs> if we've learned anything from this Welsh lockdown, it's that nothing is really like essential until it is. Yeah, true, true. And Tesco is a stunt queen. <laughs> yes, God. Anyway, have I we talked? I wish that wasn't such a huge news story. Um, have we talked about... <laughs> I, um, 
I am so stressed about the idea that the the Tesco like sanitary product bullshit is going to end up being the thing that people remember about Wales's response to coronavirus, and that scares me. <laughs> well, here is the gag: they did like a man on the street interview with people. Did they afterwards? And I was genuinely so thrilled at the Welsh public. Oh, really? They interviewed like a bunch of different people and like a bunch of like old Welsh women. And they were like, what? What? We're just doing it. It's two weeks. What are you talking about? (laughs) And they were clearly trying to rile up these people. And (laughs) nobody cared. You can. This is true. Actually, Man on the Street or whatever. Yeah. Vox Pops. Is that what they're called? Vox Pops. Yeah. Yeah. uh, not in, to be confused with Vox Lux starring Natalie Portman. Not to be confused. Yeah. Um. You can pretty but you can pretty rely you can pretty much rely on Welsh people in interviews like that to be like extremely level headed and uninterested in being riled up into things. Um. Uh, for for people listening who I mean God I hope this wasn't international news but there was an there, there was an well uh a, f- a friend my friend Andy shout out to Andy who I don't think listens to this podcast um shout out uh but his sister does hi Melissa <laughs> uh Andy texts me to say that it uh, that it that the the Wales firebreak lockdown in general was had the whole whole segment on uh, CNBC in the US oh yeah because like everybody's mad at us because of Laura Ingram or something I don't know <laughs> everything got very weird a couple of oh, weeks yeah, ago because Laura Ingram was like you want Joe Biden here's a future on Wales I know which um, like and I, then Mark Drakeford was like maybe like we yeah. have universal health care I yeah, don't know yeah. what you're talking about anyway uh, did the election turn out well or bad oh, you tell us I seriously uh. I truly feel sick every time I think about it and I still don't have my ballot which means I have to vote on a backup ballot and I'm so annoyed about that because even though I did uh, yeah anyway I left it a little late but I was still like two weeks before the deadline to request my ballot yeah. so I should have it and I don't for for anyone listening at home who's like ripping out their hair because I'm not in the U.S. my ballot was my ballot is emailed to me so so it's it's you can you, yeah two weeks before the deadline should be plenty of time to get it it's not it's not posted uh, and I don't know what's happened and it's fine because I can still vote anyway I'm gonna cut all that out because it's not interesting what was I gonna say oh um yeah just a quick a quick aside that there was just a, an incident where um in in Wales. We are only allowed to buy essential things during this yeah. two-week period, um, and there's been some confusion about the definition of that because no, it's only been Tesco's trying yeah. to sabotage the Welsh government. Yeah, they are. They absolutely fucking are because it's Tesco. actually. I think that there was like a moment before the lockdown actually started when they'd said that, and they hadn't been clear about what exactly that meant. But the point of it is that. Um, if if supermarkets are allowed to sell their normal range of things while retailers that only sell non-essential goods which is basically you know it's it's clothing uh consumer electronics in most cases like shops that just sell those things have had to shut homewares homewares yeah shops that just sell those things and don't sell food or medicine have had to shut and so that that unfairly advantages supermarkets and that specifically what happens is that like most small businesses are more or by by necessity more specialized than supermarkets are and so it would unfairly advantage supermarkets over small businesses that are already suffering and so they brought in this policy that big supermarkets have to not sell the things that are not essential goods 
And then there was there was a thing in Cardiff where someone was incorrectly and very upsettingly like I do feel for her very much but uh, someone was trying to buy period products at a Tesco and an employee incorrectly told her that she couldn't because they were not essential goods which they very clearly are (laughs) I mean well like the gag is they blocked off the aisle yeah and then they literally in the tweet customer service was like "Mm, they're non-essential yeah and then they deleted that tweet after Welsh government was like no that's essential yeah anyway but it was a whole thing and now they're like no actually there was a robbery and so we shut part of the store and it was just Mm -hmm. like in that area of the store but who knows who knows anyway what but you're right it's tesco tesco in what world is somebody gonna be like i need to commit a robbery at a supermarket you know you're just on this one aisle you're so right actually it's just bullshit suspicious anyways this is as cardi would say that's suspicious that's suspicious Um, anyway yeah let's not be suspicious the voyager is adrift and that's also suspicious it is suspicious voyager remember we do a star trek podcast yes i don't know why anyone listens to this um anyway grab a phaser ambassador we're going to get some answers i am the answers you seek sam hickman and I forgot what I wrote. Sorry. I wrote I wrote you one if you want it. No, I have one. I just forgot what it was. <clears throat> you want me to pitch yours, though? Because I thought it was stupid. <laughs> Go for it. And I'm a doctor, not an ambassador. Cat Deerfield. That's kind of... I like that. That's kind of along the same lines as the one that I've written. <laughs> it's just, What's yours? And I'm a beleaguered scientist with all the answers. Cat Deerfield. Oh, and this is Women Talking About Star Trek Voyager It's Kat and it's Sam They are two friends Women Talking About Star Trek Voyager It's time that we start the show I was just in a better frame of mind when I wrote that. <laughs> That's why we're all beleaguered scientists. <laughs> That's at the this thing. Point. We're all beleaguered why scientists. Why are we recording this week? We could have put it off. <laughs> I was in like we're the, masochists. I was in like the best mood of my entire life on Monday. I had such a nice day. I got on my bike in the sun. I yeah. cycled over to your house and dropped off some cake, which is within the rules as I understand them. <laughs> I ate all of that cake in one day. Is that bad? No. Okay, good. <laughs> it was in three sittings. It's so, um, you know. It, it was, it's A, it's not a big cake. It's it's a one layer cake that's quite thin. And I did, it, it was cut into really small slices. And That I, hasn't stopped me before. Yeah, I think. At, the size of the cake has not stopped me before. I mean, eat the fucking cake. If you know what I mean. It's always my. <laughs> Um, My listeners, cup runneth over, if you know what I mean. Listeners, what's the biggest cake you've ever shoved up your ass? Let us know. <laughs> oh my goodness. It's a bunt cake. Anyway, there's no sign of the crew anywhere, and there's a bioelectric field around, and it's spooky. It's a very spooky episode. It's very spooky. Ensign Wildman watches Good Morning Voyager, which is, first and foremost, spooky. 
Um, and secondly, uh, it would have been a much better name for this podcast than uh, uh, Women Talk About Star Trek Voyager. That would have been a great name for this podcast. If we'd have thought about it. <laughs> if we'd have thought if about we... it for one minute. <laughs> like, truly, it was Evasive Maneuver or it was Women Talking About Star Trek Voyager. If we thought about it. This could have been Good Morning Voyager. That would have been a good title. Imagine if we were if like... If we get sued, we'll just change it to that. Nobody steal our handles. Unless you want to start a fan account, and in which case do. But only take the nice photos from my Instagram. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. The yeah the photo of it... Uh, yeah, no, I'm not going to talk about that because I'm... It's we're we're a month or a month ahead. I just the photo that's going up this week on the thirtieth of October is is one where like yeah, we're we're just we're standing so far apart. <laughs> I really I love it. I really in the moment, every time we take a photo, I think I don't think we're two meters apart. I, I think I think we're gonna get red to filth for this. And then I look at the photo and it's like we're literally fifteen feet apart from each other. I have no spatial awareness. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Also you have to make sure that it reads on camera. Yeah, yeah. Just two women awkwardly standing nowhere near each other in a park. The sign of our time. So spooky. Look at my beautiful face. You have a beautiful face, Sam. Thank if only you. everyone could see. <laughs> Take a screenshot, yeah, mommy. Screenshot. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Also, please I... never call me mommy again. <laughs> <laughs> we are a dr- Voyager maybe adrift this episode, but so are we. Anyway, there's goop on the transporter pad. They go into the, the turbo lift, and then there's a life form in the turbo lift shaft. Um <laughs> It bursts through the tur- the turbo lift and zaps Neelix, um, and and they find uh, human life signs and they they go. Neelix is like sick and he's like spooky scary and the bees comes to get him and then he's gone or whatever and it's ooky spooky. And Janeway goes to engineering and she's like, I'm gonna point. A- <laughs> she's pointing a gun every which way. She's just like truly like Rambo. She's Janeway Rambo. Rambo Janeway. Uh, she gets a big gun. She gets to the bridge. She like puts out a message, being like, "Help, help!" And then like tries to find her crew. And then she gets bitten by the bug. And Ugh. there's life signs detected. So she goes, Commando Janeway, and in solidarity, I too am J- and Commando for this episode. Um, <laughs> waist down, baby. Um, all the crew are passed out in the mess hall, which is spooky, and they've all been bitten by flies. And then there's a big fly behind her. And the only thing that I remember from the first half, from watching this episode the first time around, is when she is knocked over the table by the big fly thing. Um, <laughs> wild. She tries to get to sick bay, and then is met by a gun, and it's the doctor. And I was very scared. It's scary. You, you want to chime in? I'm, just, I'm really just doing the play-by-play. Well, I was I, I I don't know what to say about this episode because it is it, it's a very Things it's a very happen. it's a very action-heavy episode, which I always find difficult to talk about. This happens, and then this happens, and then she fights with a virus, and the virus is big, and <laughs> it's just like yeah. I mean, I and I think it's a good episode. I I I don't have anything negative to say about it. I just um, a it's difficult to kind of yeah, it's, it's difficult to discuss an episode like this which is very action heavy. And B, I just, I don't know that anyone is in the right frame of mind for this 
virus drama right now. Uh, Truly. <laughs> it's like viruses and international incidents and diplomacy. And it's, I don't know. <laughs> Art imitating life. Life yeah. imitates art. Anyway, I'm going to steam through this. The doctor tells uh, her what happens. There's a virus on an alien mining col- colony. Um, and the doctor goes to help. And then uh, the accidentally beams up several viruses, which then get aboard. He works on an antigen. The antigen works, but like everything's everything gets bad. They quarantine. Oh, they're in the mess hall. Uh, Balana is like, he's like, the, the natives are getting restless or whatever, because there's been an incident with the gel packs, which are truly very unreliable. Yeah. Uh, she gets <laughs> slime, spooky, scary Halloween. Uh, the doctor has a little test guinea pig or whatever uh, in, in Janeway, who's going to test the antigen. Mm-hmm. Um he puts a level four quarantine on the mess hall. Naturally, everything escapes and uh, everyone's doing their best sick acting. Tom and Bellana are like, oh, <laughs> well, they, they're never really sure about what this sickness looks like. Yeah. until Everyone is like, Meh. yeah, it's it's funny that like it's. The, the description of symptoms that they have at the beginning changes much, much like our understanding of COVID-19, which keeps changing. <laughs> anyway. What an there's, adventure. Uh, there's a, this is probably not the right time to mention this, but someone, uh, f- someone has written for StarTrek.com uh, a blog about um, uh, Lauren Busser uh, in March of Shout this year. Shout out to her. Uh, wrote an article uh, for StarTrek.com titled Voyager's Macrocosm is a COVID-19 cautionary tale. <laughs> um, so we'll, we'll link to that in the episode description and, and, um, and uh, on the Twitter. If if you don't mind, Sam. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's an interesting, it's a really interesting read of the episode. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, it's just it's you know reading anything about COVID nineteen that was written in March is it's always hard <laughs> because <laughs> because uh, you know it's been sign of the times. a while and uh, we were optimistic. Here we all are. Yeah, yeah. I mean, good for her for like having the presence of mind to write this on the eighteenth of March, like. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, really, she's that she's the real winner of this. She really is. She really is. Shout out to Lauren Busser. I hope I'm pronouncing your name right. I'm probably not. Busser? Is it Busi? It's B-U-S. Lauren Busi. It's probably not. Now from the top, make it drop. That's a wet ass Busi. I'm really. I'm going to cut that out. (laughs) Never. Never. No. We got to keep my. I've really come around on the term bussy. Um, (laughs) I was very much not in favor of it when it began. And then it kind of like really changed and became a queer, like a queer legacy and a real camp culture feature of our lives. Yeah. So I'm now in favor of it. Okay. I think it's great. Okay. I think I think it's great. <laughs> anyway, there's a real Jurassic Park situation. Yes. Um, and they have to get to uh, deck 12 and do it and do the antigen as a gas through the environmental systems. Um, and they love a Jeffrey's tube. The, <laughs> the Janeway gives the doctor directions, which is truly iconic. And is like, yeah. it's down there. It's through two airlocks, through a thing. And there's a joke about like how the how Voyager is just like really weirdly laid out. Yeah, yeah. Like n- nothing makes sense to anyone. Um, they uh, they're 
being fired at or whatever. I don't know. Oh, they're being fired at and it's the TikToks and they're like, <laughs> we're, we're here to purify you. And she's like, give us an hour and they give her an hour and then they, the environmental controls are, are um, can't get them back online. So they do a holodeck thing where they make the sex beach party um, on the infrared to attract the virus. Yep, and it's then the, the 90s sex barbecue. The 90s sex I barbecue. I love it. The 90s Featuring sex... panicked holograms. Yes, yeah. The, uh... the name of a, of a fun band. What would be the song for panicked holograms? Um... I feel like it would be something along... The, it would feel like Monster Mash, but be like beach party themed. <laughs> oh, but... Well, maybe it would be the With actual Monster synth. Mash. What? I'm sure this was on a podcast recently that someone pointed out that we don't actually know the song The Monster Mash because the song The Monster Mash is about the song The Monster Mash. Uh, a real tenacious deep uh, tribute. Who, did, who was talking about that? I don't remember where I heard that, but it, it cracked me up and then I immediately forgot who it was. Ugh. It was a graveyard smash. Was it Double Threat? They talked about Monster Mash this I week. I don't listen to Double Threat, so I don't think so. You should. It's a great podcast. I'm going to write that down. With our friends Julie Klausner and Tom Sharpling. I Our friends. Oh, I'm afraid I don't know who Tom Sharpling is, but... Neither did I. Well, I've written it down. Thank you, Sam. This is a podcast about Star Trek Voyager, but really it's a podcast about recommending better podcasts to listen to. I wouldn't say better. I'd say on par. <laughs> I understand golf. Anyway, <laughs> I don't. Um, uh, she goes to the of the holodeck, but then she gets attacked, and I gasped out loud when she got attacked by that giant Byron. It's very um, effective, um, even truly. though I do think that the CGI is awful. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, Janeway's knife fight with a giant virus is that was wild. It Iconic. was. She's a very she's a very good actor. Uh, Kate Mulgrew's a very good actor. It, it's a very very tense scene, but the effect is it's it's one of the worst special effects that we've had on Voyager. I don't know why you just wouldn't build that as a practical effect yeah that's a really good point actually like, especially they don't really do all that much no no it's not the most intricate thing that's a very good point and i feel like this was late enough that i don't think this effect would have looked great at the time like mm. this was not the early 90s we had like decent tvs i mean not good not good <laughs> but the like the same thing happens at the end of species one. Oh yeah oh Bring yeah it all back like spoiler these beautiful like like built there's like all these flashbacks in the in the during the movie of like all of like the subconscious of the alien or whatever and it's like this built like prosthetic like prop and then when we finally see the the alien she's like entirely cgi and it's 1997 cgi so it's just like (laughs) A cartoon imposed on the movie. Oh no, <laughs> it's wild. Oh, no. And then in the second movie, they use literal fucking puppets, and the puppets have sex. It is Avenue oh. Q before Avenue Q. <laughs> oh no. Anyway, speaking um, of Avenue Q, how badly has that aged? <laughs> I haven't, I haven't seen it in a few years, but I feel like. I mean... I feel like bits still hold up. The internet is famously still for porn. That's true. That's um, true. <laughs> you know, I've got to find a purpose. Yeah. Um, except for death and paying taxes, everything in life is only for now. That's true. Do you think um, that that, do you think that it still reads that someone like an adult, <laughs> like an adult woman would be so horrified by the idea of people looking at porn on the internet? 
If she was a kindergarten teacher, then yes. Oh, okay. All right. Because the premise of the song is that, like, she's going to teach her kindergartners oh, the internet. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, okay. And the perils and tribulations that befell <laughs> teachers in the modern era. The internet is famously really, really great. And I famously have a fast connection. So I don't have to wait. That's good. And anyway. there is a fine, fine line, a fine fiber optic <laughs> Oh, I line. remember you used to do, you used to do that song, didn't you? you? Yeah. I think so, occasionally. Yeah, I've seen you perform it. It was very good. A heart rendition. Who, who would have thought? <laughs> who would have thought? Anyway, um, enough about us. She throws the bomb <laughs> into the holodeck. Um, I'm trying to think of literally, oh, wait, other Avenue Q songs. You can be as loud as the hell you want when you're making love. <laughs> also, everyone is a little bit racist. The song doesn't hold up, but that line does. I mean, that's that's a good point because I more was, so than ever. And I now was we thinking know. that that song was probably the one that would be the 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 biggest. It doesn't hold up, but yeah, the the, the idea kind of does, but it, it does. It's something that we, yeah. I guess what yeah. The thing is. Uh, Our idea of racism as a like a white people yes has like evolved yes because everybody can have prejudices but I think that uh, there's like a like we are a little better at understanding that power yeah. is part of this so saying everyone's a little bit racist can be a little bit of a, a get out look at yeah it. it can be a little bit of a get out for white people who really like we we need to be taking a look at ourselves rather than talking about how mm, everybody's a little bit so yeah but yeah anyway uh <laughs> join us next week for an in-depth look at i don't know wicked <laughs> yeah why not what's, good what's news another, she's what's a, dead what's another you know? musical that i've seen <laughs> that Have one you seen wicked I saw, is, I saw Wicked on the West Sloppy End. Sloppy Seconds podcast. Have you seen Wicked? Yeah. <laughs> I saw we Wicked on the West End. Forever Dog podcasts. Okay. You saw it on the West End? I did, yes. I've seen it twice on the West End. Well, bully for you. <laughs> Thank you. It's a banner day for Sam Hickman. <laughs> anyway, um, the vessel is purified. Namaste. Namas, nope. Um, the vessel the vessel is purified um, and now they uh, he's like good health um, anyway they cut to the red of the room Janeway is relaxing listening to some jazz flute I love this 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 scene is one of my favorite moments in all of Voyager just Janeway relaxing doing her sketches drinking a cup painting. of coffee no she Truly. was sketch was she painting? no she was painting a terrible picture I really thought she was sketching but anyway it was um, a really bad picture because they showed like a little bit and it was yeah like, it wasn't great it was like grass and then it was like green blue sky and it was like a little tree it's like oh, she's oh boy. Paint, she's painting for herself, Sam. Not for you. Not for you. <laughs> and I she's mean, she's having a lovely time. She looks so happy. She's got she her must art. Not like herself very much. She's got her she's coffee. Painting. Fuck you, Sam. <laughs> she's got her art. She's got her coffee. She's got her jazz flute. It's it's truly what I aspire to look like in the mornings. Just like enjoying my time. <laughs> well, this is famously in the afternoon after a. Um... A large scale infestation on no, her ship. No, it's had the next to morning. Rando. It's the next morning. Is it? Chakotay says it. He's, he comes in and says good morning. <laughs> oh, I think. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Painting yeah. in the morning. Yeah. 
controversial i know well she's she's giving everyone more um more shore leave and she's giving her not shore leave more r&r time and she's giving herself more r&r time too for once she's prioritizing herself for once janeway to the front am i right <laughs> i don't really know what that means i i'll have to oh no I've, I've remembered where it's from you know um you know on dating apps but only grinder where they're like chubby friends to the front you know like there's a queue there's a queue for dick and they're like this specific kind of person to the front front of the line baby the line to ride that schlong uh okay anyway what what, what did we say that about oh janeway to the front yeah yeah janeway to the front she's at the front of her own line yeah To write her own schlong? <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right. Why not? Well, Why yeah. Not? Why not? I just, you can do anything in the holodeck. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Would you have sex with yourself in the holodeck? I don't think I would. <laughs> no, I don't like the way I look naked. I don't want to have to see. Wait, no. I do like the way I look naked, but I don't want to have to see me doing things while I'm naked. I feel like <laughs> that would really break the spell. Like, yeah. if I could see what, like... I looked like on all fours from the back. I'd be like, oh, God, I'm proud of this. <laughs> you know? I, <laughs> I know what you mean. Uh, and I, I feel the same way about myself. But let's. Whereas now I'm like, I'm proud of this. Like, look at this. Well, the, I, you know, the, at the end of the day, the people who like having sex with us also like, <laughs> like they like having sex with us. <laughs> so we tricked them. <laughs> really tickled me um right should we do some segments sure (laughs) sure sure what do you have for wigs wigs um (laughs) what if this was an ipad (laughs) why are you putting on a blindfold I'm just, I'm getting, because Justice is blind, and that's what I would like my um, opinion of the wigs in this episode to be. I don't have a lot to say about the wigs in this episode. Um, they Do you love shortcut pastry from the top, now break it top. I mean, they put... That's a, a tic-tac face thing. <laughs> um, they, they put a lot of effort into this one tac-tac uh, I mean, they only had to do one. Yeah, well, exactly. They only had to do one. We only see one. Also, uh, does their face thing get stuck on things? What do they do? Yeah, how do they eat? Like, how do they drink? Like, how does anything... From the side. Just like, from the, from the <laughs> side with straws. Everything is mush. That's how they maintain their trim figures. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I the, I don't have much to say about this, but I did just want to point out that this always happens, that... Um, when uh when people remove their outer layers of uniform on voyager they are revealed to be wearing something other than the top that we can see uh so janeway uh, i believe all of the women in the crew are wearing like a like a vest top a tank top um in the same kind of bluey purpley gray color as the turtleneck under their uniform is everything okay <laughs> Did no, you just see I have, a mouse? <laughs> no, I have like fabric that's like bluey, purpley, gray. You do. 
I'm like showing yeah, it to you're you. Yeah, you're showing it to is me. Not, this is not useful for the podcast. <laughs> um, this well, I, came in the bulk fabric I ordered. Well, that's and I, exciting. I was on the fa- I was on the fence about it. Now, <laughs> but you already said you don't want you don't want an underlayer. Yeah, because I want people to be like, oh, she's so sexy. <laughs> but I, I want people. Yes. No, I I got a. I, I shouldn't talk about this because we haven't. You got a turtleneck. Yeah, I we got haven't a t- done it yet. Yeah, but we got to tease it for the people. Yeah, Z- I got it. Z- 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 we got to tease it for the people. Oh, sorry. I knocked my microphone. Let me just give that a moment to settle down. Um, uh, yeah, I got a turtleneck that uh, that is pretty much the right color to wear under my uh, my surprise uniform that might be coming in the future. It's wait, you ordered one? No, I'm. I, I have it in in our version of reality. I have the the uniform that you made me, and I appreciate yeah, we that. We talked about it last episode. Oh, did we? Oh, okay. Yeah, we <laughs> oh teased it. We t- we're getting people psyched. We're getting people like, oh my god, when's this? And then when we get to season four and it doesn't happen, uh, because we procrastinated too much and didn't realize <laughs> how time flies when you're having fun. Um, you know? Yeah, yeah. Time does fly That'll when you're be having fun. That Merry Christmas, you know. <laughs> Um, happy holidays, everyone. Anyway, um, what was the nebula in this episode? Stay out of the nebula. Uh, a viral outbreak with no end in sight. Uh, no, the cure, the cure, the nebula is the cure. Robert Smith. Maybe the, am I right? Maybe the nebula is a functioning quarantine. Yeah. Yeah, fingers crossed. <laughs> um, yeah, let's say that. I also love how they're like sick. There's like half the crew is sick in the mess hall, and then like the other half of the crew is just crowding around them. Yeah, yeah. I great, like great oh, choices from everyone there. That's not social distancing. <laughs> oh dear. How would you rate this episode? Um, despite how difficult I find it to talk about, I really liked this episode. I'm going to give it four out of five uh, relaxed Janeways having a jazz coffee and painting morning. You'd give it jazz flute Janeway. <laughs> jazz flute Janeway. Jazz flute Janeway. What would you rate this episode? I would rate this episode uh, my old faithful seven out of ten. Uh, seven out of, I don't know, seven out of ten uh Tom and Bolana being like, oh, oh, I feel terrible. <laughs> A real telling, not showing situation. You know? <laughs> yeah. There are no parts, only small actors, but sometimes the script is not. Um... Yeah, sometimes the script is letting everybody down. <laughs> oh. Well, anything you want to plug? Nope. <laughs> This is a remarkably quick episode. Yeah. Let's see with how... With a long tangent Yeah, at the I was going to say, I'm concerned that there's not a lot of actual content in this, but uh, hey, who cares? paid for. Yeah. If it's really bad, maybe we can release it as a bonus episode. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, dear. Right. Um, yeah, no, I... What are you I, doing I... for the holidays? <laughs> what am I doing for the holidays? Does this come out in December? When uh, does this go... This will come See out in AG. When does this come out? This will come out in late November. Late November. Um, Ooh. which I think uh, I don't I I don't you know, like like many people. I'm not currently certain what sorts of shapes a holiday might take. 
<laughs> do you do you have I already know the answer to this question. What are your plans for the holidays? My plans for the holidays. Okay, so you know how I built a bunker in my backyard. Uh-huh. Yeah. I yep, yep. am planning on getting a Christmas ham, which is controversial <laughs> in this country. And putting it in the bunker. Oh, yes. Yes, of course. Because people here do Christmas turkey. Mm, to brine for six days. Great. Okay. And then once it's brined, I'm going to pat it dry with one of my guest towels. Okay. And then I'm going to just hold it close to me and wait for it to absorb my body heat. <laughs> and then I'm going to give it a gentle kiss. And then I'm going to put it into the fully functioning oven that I have in my bunker. And that's my plan for holidays. <laughs> I mean, adds, all, adds, sorry. Oh, in all seriousness, I uh, am putting a tree up in my kitchen. Oh, okay. Which is controversial. I have two Christmas trees and oh, okay. one will be going up in my kitchen. Great. Okay. Exciting. I've become what I most feared or desired. Both, I would say. A woman with... <laughs> A ridiculous amount of Christmas decorations. <laughs> well, did I tell you that I bought a new menorah? By which I mean a used menorah on eBay. Oh, mazel. Um, uh, because last year I set my menorah on fire. <laughs> I do remember this, yes. Um, Happy uh, holidays. Yeah, so so I bought a new one that's made entirely out of metal. <laughs> and uh, hope for you the best. Never be too careful. <laughs> Um, yeah, and then, uh, and then, yeah, that, that, we'll, we'll get a Christmas tree, I guess. I don't know. We we had a live Christmas tree last year, which did not survive the year, unfortunately. But, um, um, yeah. When we moved into this flat, there was a live Christmas tree in the garden that was, like, in really good shape for a live Christmas tree that had been obviously left in a very neglected garden for some time, like, at least... At least half a year, probably longer than that. And then yeah. um, and then we we kept it alive for another couple of years. And then um, the the next door neighbors uh, had some builders in and they filled their garden with building waste and then set it on fire. And then it got out of control. And then it <laughs> and it caught our our live Christmas tree on fire. <laughs> oh, <gasps> a ghost. <laughs> Spooky. Oh my god, that scared the shit out of me. The <laughs> I'm pleased you got to see that happen as well. The um, the door behind me just uh, shut itself. And it was so spooky. A ghost, a literal Ooh. ghost is in your house. I'm, I'm guessing that Rob just opened the back door, but um, that that did frighten me greatly. <laughs> uh, happy Halloween, everyone. <laughs> oh god. Anyway, um... Thanks for listening this to our is, podcast. Uh, Do you... Sorry. Oh, yeah. Rate and review five stars, baby. Do you have anything to plug, Sam? Okay. Um, I will be building a bunker during the month of November. If anyone would like to come help me build a bunker in my garden. <laughs> uh, tweet at her. <laughs> tweet. Also, I have not received any nudes to no one's surprise but myself, but <laughs> still accepting those. <laughs> Oh God! Uh, once again, nudes to the Twitter, not to the Instagram. No, and dick we don't want to see your junk. We want to see an outline. We want to see a silhouette tasteful, of your junk. Tasteful nudes only, only to the Twitter. Thank you very much. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> Goodbye.
Oh, I've been Kat Searfield. <laughs> and I've been, unfortunately, Sam Hickman. <laughs> and this has been... And this was... Women, women talking, talking about, about Star Trek Voyager. Voyager. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. They say in space no one can hear you scream. The star bleeds one hell of a place. But now we've come to the end of our show. Did you survive or will you die in disgrace?